0: Hello, neighbor. Welcome to our third season of The Book Stoop. And if you're new here, let me help you get to where you're going. So, you're going to go past the corner bodega and down the block from the Fresh Cuts Barbershop. And there you'll find a brick row house at the intersection of Literature Place and Social Justice Boulevard. That's where you'll find our stoop. Our host, Amanda Lytle, will be there to welcome you to the conversation The Bookstoop is the place for the hottest takes on book culture, nerd culture, current events, with best-selling authors, change-makers, and risk-takers, our favorite people. And I'm Rebecca Baruchi, president of Row House Publishing. Now, come on in and meet Amanda.
1: Thanks, Bex. Hey, friends. Let me be the second to welcome you to our spot, The Bookstoop. I feel incredibly honored to be the host of this podcast, and I'm so grateful to have you here. Today on the Bookstube, I'm speaking with Nancy Torres. Nancy is an author, childhood educator, and meditation guide. She loves inspiring and supporting children in their academic and social emotional development. Nancy has a BA in corporate communications and an MA in childhood education and special education. Nancy speaks both English and Spanish and lives in New York with her husband and her two sons, whom they are raising bilingual. In the conversation today, we hear about the backstory behind and the creative process that has brought Nancy's book, Say It With Me, Dilo Conmigo to life. Nancy shares how releasing her book baby was received by her friends and family and how that influenced her perspectives on the book and the ideas behind it. We chat about how a timer can change the game when it comes to a full system reset, the lessons that we learn from children, and how we can work together to embrace, honor, and express our emotions. Before we jump in, I want to invite you to share the bookstoop with your community. If you're loving this episode, grab a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at RowHousePub. Every share, five-star rating, and written review helps us find more listeners and climb the charts, so we're super grateful for your help. We start our chats on the book stoop with a rather fitting question. So what are
0: you reading these days? Uh, I've got a couple of books on deck that I'm like, you know, reading through. Um, First one is Raising Anti-Racist Children Mm -hmm. by Britt Hawthorne, which is, I mean, just a a mandatory read for everyone, I think, you know, um, all parents for sure. And also uh, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Really, really good. Totally recommend it. Um, And then the other book that I'm reading is um, by Taylor Jenkins, um, Evelyn Hugo and Seven Husbands. Fantastic, fantastic read. So those are my three right now. When you just said green lights, I listened to the audio. We
1: started the audio book. And that's it, what I'm
0: listening to. I'm listening to. so good, right? So good. So good. So good. So good. I can't like, so we've been doing a drive to DC. My father-in-law is there. Um, and so when we were driving down there, uh, that's what like I listen to. Like that's, you know, long road trips. Yeah. I do audible and listening to Matthew McConaughey read <laughs> green lights. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. The
1: structure of it is fantastic. Britt's yeah. book.
0: I cannot wait to get my hands on. And then I hadn't heard oh, the other one. Yes. So yeah. Um, that one and then um the Nantucket Hotel. So like I like to do, you know, like leisurely fun, yep. right? By Ellen Hildebrand, I think. Or, yeah, Ellen Hildebrand. You know, very like fiction, fun, uh, summer reading. So that that's like my beach read. That's mm-hmm. you know, um, but McConaughey's like my audible driving. Yes. Um, and Brit Britt's book is like reading. Yeah. Reading. and also you know you need to take a, she's so good at it because she talks about like making sure you also take some time to self-care mm-hmm. um because it is it's very very you know it's full mm-hmm. it's like ooh. so so speaking of books reading writing you are also an <laughs>
1: author and you've got say it with me or dilo conmigo so I'd love to hear a bit of the backstory and then we'll jump into your creative process so tell me the backstory here
0: so I've always wanted to write. I've always been, you know, I've been journaling since I was 13. Uh, I'm 40 now, turning 41 soon. And I always thought it would be a memoir of sorts, you know. I, I, and then I took this writing class uh, with Rebecca Baruki. One of the classes was, like, you know, writing children's books. And I was like, I could do this. You know, I'm a teacher. I, I, I like, I think I can do this. And it, the idea started with board books and then picture books. And it evolved. It evolved from this first being like a meditation To then, you know, playing around with this. Uh, what me and my son, who at the time was like two, you know, I had been home with him for the first two years. I was on childcare leave and we would do these affirmations, you know, Mm -hmm. I am smart. I am this because before I had him, I was like so solid on my confidence, on who I am, on all that. And then I became a mom Mm -hmm. and that rocks you on a whole new level and really needed to like, you know, make that practice a daily practice of affirmations for me, but also very much wanting my son to be raised with this as the same way we brush our teeth, Mm -hmm. you know, taking care of like saying our affirmations, mindfulness, meditation. And so when I was writing, right, writing, trying all these different ideas of what is this children's book? I just began to go off what me and him do, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was like, say it with me, say it with me, say it with me. And it evolved into "Say It With Me" la conmigo," and it being bilingual is super important mm-hmm. because you know we're trying to raise our son to be bilingual and having it accessible to to people who want to learn Spanish, who want to learn English. You know, just making it more accessible. And also, it's funny because I learned English. You know, me and my parents came here when I was six months old, and so I learned English. You know, with Sesame Street school and using this book for my son who is learning Spanish, right? The reverse way. And so that was kind of a very full circle experience and really beautiful, really, really super beautiful.
1: Yeah. The affirmations are super, super powerful. Just being able to say those out loud and to, like, as an adult, you're starting to rewire the patterning.
0: Oh, a hundred
1: percent. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. And I, and I needed that and I still need it. You know I mean? It's still, you know, depending on like what flavor of the day we are at, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this is the zone I'm in and the affirmation that is going to help be that tool. Mm -hmm.
1: Tell me a bit about your creative process. You know, when you get into a writing groove, what kept you going? (sighs)
0: Music, Mm. music, you know, I write to music. When I find a great song or a good song or, like, just a good, like, it becomes white noise to me and it's, like, on repeat. Like, I'm always, like, you know… The best thing that happened for me was that repeat button. The worst thing that happened to my husband and, you know, people who live with me is that repeat button because it was like, can we please not listen to it more time? And I'm like, just like two more times. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, when I was writing, say it with me uh, or anytime I write, I often have it to like a good song. And I always wish I remembered what song it was because mm. it's like, uh, I know at some point I probably have a screenshot of it mm-hmm. somewhere, but I like it's normally a good song that has like moved me somehow. Mm -hmm. And then I just sit on my laptop and kind of like the laptop is my keyboard, you know, like that is how I write. And then, and I say this to my students all the time. My outline is old school, second grade, who, what, where, when, why, you know, Mm -hmm. who's the character, what's the character doing? And that is what I use. And that's the process. And then, you know, re-re-editing, you know, then reading it, rereading it, reading it to, you know, my sister, or my family, sending it to, you know, my best, you know, reading it. And that's like the most like <gasps> and this went through a couple of reads where it was too long, it was too short. You know, we yeah. had it. And that that's that's another part of the creative process, right? Is like releasing your baby and being yeah. like, hey, check this out. I think this is really good help me tweak this here. And then what's what was so wild about Say It With Me is I did not know that this was the book. You know, I had tweaked it. I had tweaked it. And then my girlfriends came over and they're like, oh, so you're writing a book like we want to hear about it. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, can you read it? And I was like, you want me to read it? And Mm. I was like, "Okay." And so we were like a summer day at my table and I read it and I did not think. And then like they're all crying, like they're all moms and they're all crying. And they're like, oh, my God, that was so beautiful. And I was like, wait, what? You know, like I did not expect that at all. And they're like, oh, my God, I want to buy this book. And so I had sent it to Bex. I said, hey, um, you know, this is the reaction I just got from this table read. And she was like, send it to me because we had been talking about another book. And she's like, this is the book we're going with. Mm. And I was like, "Okay." so it was, you know, you never know what is going to be it, you know, something that you think is super special, you know, sometimes isn't received at it or sometimes that you're like, oh, regular, like no big deal is received as it. And you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. so it there's a lot of playing around with it. And then, you know, you, I mean, the other part of it is like the pressure, Mm -hmm. right? Like the pressure of like, you want to make this solid, what, you know, you want, you want this to be received well, But I would say music is the beginning for me. Feeling a lot of feelings, feelings, you know, feelings like I need to get this out. You know, I need to, you know, I'm feeling a lot or I'm feeling really creative or I'm feeling like I've got this jam going and wanting to get into that. And then for me, it's always been paper and pen that helps me release, you know, whether it starts off as a journal entry and a journal entry will then sometimes evolve into like, ooh, you know, this could be something. This is something really good that, you know, I think would help others relate or, It helped me relate and something, you know, I'm always like, what is it that I can help someone else with, Mm -hmm. you know, through my experience and, you know, combining the teacher, combining the mom, combining me, you know, my inner child, all that. And then sometimes, you know, it it came out to be a children's book.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so that one was dedicated to my son and to my husband, my first son. And since then, I now have a second um, son lucas mm-hmm. and there's like this internal pressure that i'm putting on myself that i need to write a book for him yeah. <laughs> so there there is hopefully a second book in me somewhere which right. i know there is but having you know i i want to re- let go of the pressure mm-hmm. and i want it just to be like as creative and flow as as it did with say it with me and i have it i've begun to have it but it's going to be something about being present you know like Ooh. i don't know Being present, you know, maybe kicking back to meditation, five senses. I don't know. Something in that space because Lucas is so unbelievably present.
1: (laughs) That's incredible. And, you know, when you just said that, the presence thing, I'm the eldest of two. And I think about, um, like, even just pre-recording, we were both just sharing our own realities of chaos, you know, <laughs> to sit down at a meeting. It's like, you're not going to believe how my morning is going. It's like,
0: well, yeah, I can because, yes. You know? Well, because I'm the oldest too. I'm the oldest okay. of three. And it's like, you normally feel this immense, right? Like, yes. it's all on you. Yes. yes. And the pressure,
1: like you just said pressure too. The like pressure. I get this. So my question was going to be is, you know, in the idea of of presence, you know, when we talk about that chaos, and I know that meditation has been a big part of your own life and your own journey. So I wanted to know how between the pressure and meditation, you are able to just kind of keep that when things feel chaotic, what brings you back into that pressure-free
0: zone? Um, A timer, a timer. I, I have to like you know, the the morning that we were having, right? I have to pause for a second and just like get, myself on the ground, you know, whether it's laying down if I'm Mm -hmm. home or whether it's like um, but like on the floor, like not even on my bed, you know, like Mm -hmm. something about the floor Mm -hmm. that is grounding for me and being like, I'm going to set the timer for three minutes or two minutes or Mm -hmm. I'm going to play this one song. And this is what I need. I cannot do anything, even though in my head. Right. I'm like, I don't you don't have these two minutes to find this adapter. (laughs) You need you need to find it like now. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I know myself well enough Mm -hmm. to know if I don't take these two minutes, this is going to be the entire day. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to like shift. I need to pivot super, super like, even if it's as gentle of like just moving the arrow a little bit to the left or whatever. But um, it's a for me knowing two minutes, three minutes, a, a timer. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's just like my, whether it's just my iPhone, you know, setting the timer there, whether it's just saying Alexa, play this song. And I know that um, the song is, you know, Two minutes and 49 seconds. Mm. It's Emancipation by Helios. That's like my go-to um meditation song. Mm. And so I'll just play that. I love this timer idea because I realize in certain aspects,
1: certain areas of my own life that I have used a timer, whether it's like, Amanda, focus. You have to do this for 20 minutes, almost like the Pomodoro method, if you've heard of that. Yeah. Where it's like yes. after that, yeah. you can have a bit of a break. But even just the idea of a couple of minutes just to be like, this is what you need. Yeah even when
0: you say it's like, I don't actually
1: have the time. It's like, but you need it.
0: Yeah, I'm all about timers. Like, And like, this is like- um, Oh, the classroom ones. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. And it's like, I use this for my son. I use it for myself. I bought a small one for me. Like me and my husband were planning a trip and we were like, you know, going off tangents. And I said- we're setting this timer, and like, and I put it in front of us, and so yeah, timers are a big thing.
1: It's I really like those ones because they're visual. Yeah, it's just the yes. visual aspect of it for me is, and like even like you said in the classroom. So I want to know yes. even a bit now that we're talking about classroom and teaching and stuff.
0: What do you teach? Where do you teach? How do you teach? So I teach um, elementary school. Um, I've taught first, second, third. And this past year, I taught second. Uh, this coming year, I'm gonna teach third again. And I love it. I teach in New York City, in mm. Queens. Um, and I teach very much through storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, you know, the curriculum, but very big also on social emotional learning. And that's where, you know, the meditation aspect comes in, the journaling, the affirmations, the dance parties, Mm. Um, all of that is very big SEL, you know. At my school, I'm the one who does the school-wide guided meditation in the morning, mm-hmm. right after morning announcements. So the mm-hmm. whole school pauses for about three minutes and we just meditate. Um, and I lead it or, you know, throughout the school year, we'll have different students who are like, Ms. Torres, you know, can I, and I'm like, yeah, if you're ready, go for it, mm-hmm. you know? And so very much do storytelling, very like interactive and fun. Um, I think kids- are really funny. And I think if you're real with them, they get it more than if you're like, mm-hmm. this is what we're going to mm-hmm. do today. I've found that kids relate more when I'm like, you know what, Ms. Suarez did not like counting money because I remember being a kid and being like, I'm never going to be able to count anything but quarters. Like, you know, adding dimes and nickels and pennies to the mix and all you know and they're like really? And I'm like, yeah or telling them like I I did not like meditation, you know and now I teach you know all these things because it makes it real mm-hmm. and I think kids can really relate to that and they and they know they know what's up. Kids always know what's up.
1: they do. I can relate again to that so deeply and they when you're talking about being real, this is when they can see the humanity in you. it encourages the humanity in them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So moving forward, I guess, in the teaching space, isn't it interesting too how, and I don't have children of my own, but I've been surrounded by them for my entire life. Isn't it so interesting how children, whether under your own roof or under the school's roof and near your own little classroom, I call them my, you know, I'm their school mom.
0: Oh yeah. I, 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 even before I became a mom, I'm like my kids. Yes. And like, oh, and I'm like, my kids are my, my students. Yeah. It's like I have 28 <laughs> children. Whoa. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> isn't it incredible that... They teach us the things or they constantly remind us of the things that
0: we need to hear the most. Oh, my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Whether that is sit on the floor or drink your water or have a hug, you need a hug. Yes, I, I remember um, I was teaching third grade and this one student came up to me and she said, Ms. Torres, you're so smart. And it was never an adjective I would have ever described myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, I was probably 36 and was, or 35. And I was just like, and I remember it like made me pause in my tracks. I was like, whoa! Mm-hmm. like I knew I was smart, but it was never, you know, my ch- very different then, you know, my childhood, like, you know, names I was called to now, right? Be like someone else seeing me as like, this is the adjective they would sign to me. And I was just like, whoa, this is like 100% something I need to work on. And like seeing myself and being like, you know, I am smart, yeah. you know? And, and that was an affirmation. That was like legit. I jotted down on a post-it on a mirror and it was like, I'm smart. And kids will definitely remind you of where you need to grow, where you need to be more graceful, where you need to be more kind to yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, if someone's I had this one student who's going through a tough time, body image and all, and these are children, you know, this is like a second Mm -hmm. grader, which is so heartbreaking when that happens, you know, but it's also like, okay, like let's be, all of us adults need to be mindful of what we're saying to ourselves of how we're, you know, what we're modeling, what we're, even if we're not saying it to them, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, kids are incredible teachers.
1: Yeah. So speaking of those reminders and the affirmations and just the importance of that, I, I keep thinking even, you know, with compassion and empathy and having had a conversation with known wells a couple of weeks ago, the importance of that. And I know that that really rings true within your own heart. So can you elaborate a little bit on that just wide open, just about emotions and children and the importance of that?
0: I think it's so important for children to know that every emotion, every feeling that they're feeling is valid. You know, whether, you know, I think the biggest gift that us adults, one of them is validation Mm -hmm. is validating children's emotions, their feelings, their experiences, knowing that it doesn't mean that you agree with it, disagree with it. You're just saying, Hey, I hear you. I see you. And That for a child, I think, is just such a beautiful gift that will help reduce anxiety, will help them feel seen, build their confidence. It's just a gift that just keeps on giving because these children will one day, you know, grow to be adults, right? Who, and that is really what we need to keep remembering, you know, what I am planting in my, you know, what I am like teaching, what I am modeling, all that. This child in front of me, student, you know, niece, nephew, son, daughter, whoever, right? This child in front of me is going to be an adult one day. Mm-hmm. So this adult can be compassionate, can be kind, can be empathetic to everyone, mm-hmm. right? Including themselves. And that is, you know, a, a, such a game changer in the world. And that's what we want. We We want more empathetic, kind, compassionate, adults Mm -hmm. oh it's
1: so important I love that that's also something that you're able to bring in and again back to just like what kids teach us is the conversations that kids bring into their own homes and just the way that every single conversation that's had just continues to spread it it's like the best little kind of yeah it just keeps going and going exactly
0: exactly 100%
1: I just have one more question before I you know I ask you about a shout out and that just comes from the heart and that is what kind of what kind of lesson have you learned recently from your boys?
0: Oh, pause. I've, I've had to learn how to pause. Mm-hmm. Um, my four-year-old, you know, can go from feeling big feelings. You know, my four-year-old can feel big feelings at the same time. My 10-month-old is also feeling his feelings. And at that moment, and it's just me sometimes, you know, and that I have to pause and just say, hey, I, I think... I need a moment. I need a moment. And just to teach that to my kids saying like, mommy needs a moment. I don't know how to handle this right now. And just being completely honest, like, I don't know how to handle this right now. Mommy needs a moment. Can we all just, and just like sitting with them and hugging and saying, you know what, I can't, we're going to be late to that appointment. I'm going to be late to this. And I need to pause because if I rush this, I'm, invalidating, you know, everything that I'm invalidating this whole moment, right. And saying, none of this is important. We have to go and nothing is more important than, you know, as long as we're all safe and we're good, everything is okay. And so realizing I had to do this yesterday with my son, he was feeling all these feelings. He, you know, he just woke up, had to move from the car to the house and he's crying and Lucas is crying. And I just like wanted to react, you know, I wanted to, you know, but I know better. and, that was work. That's, that's the moment that's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the moment. It's so easy to react and say, Sebastian, blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, but I don't want to do that. That's mm-hmm. not who I want to be. And so it's like, and I just took him and we sat down, he was crying. And I said, I know this is really hard. Mm-hmm. I said, I said, I think we both need a hug. Cause mommy is also feeling super big feelings. And we just like sat there and just felt our feelings. And then you know, we were able to, I, after breathing, you know, lowering my whole cortisol levels and stuff, I was able to say something funny and we both laughed and I said, you know, let's go inside. And I don't know, I forgot what, what it was. I think maybe it was like, let's go make popsicles or have ice. I don't know. Ice cream always makes things better, but so pausing and validating. Mm -hmm. That's, those are my big go-tos these days, a lot, the Mm -hmm. pause. Mm -hmm. And I have to be present. I have to be present for Lucas. You know, Lucas is just like Mr. Present. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Right there and there you go back to like the idea of your next book no pressure but
1: (laughs) oh Amanda thank you oh Nancy this has been fantastic okay I've got my last wrap-up question for you which is if you could give a shout out to an account a person an organization disruptor activist or change agent who would it be
0: um, right now, I, you know, I'm like on to Christopher Rivas, who oh, yeah. is also a Row House author. Um, I am so interested in his podcast, Ruby Rosa. So, so into that. Um, Emily Offrey. Um, she's got amazing um, tips for like DIY design tips and all that stuff on the house. Um, she's she's doing fantastic. Um, and and Britt, Britt Hawthorne mm-hmm. right now. Just, I mean, really, really great with that. And Julieta Torres, Julieta Torres, she is doing awesome like fashion, but also like advocacy activist uh, work. Um, and all, 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 all four of them are Emily, um, Christopher Rivas, for sure, Brit, for sure. And Julieta Torres, really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find them all on, on, on social. I will link them up. Nancy, yes. this has been so great. Thank you for being a guest on and the podcast. Thank you. I super appreciate you. And, and this was so much fun. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for being with us. Please be sure to check out rowhousepublishing.com forward slash podcast for full episode transcriptions and guest image descriptions and the show notes for all the links. Talk soon.